Hi, my name is Jackie Randall, and you're listening to Your Art Matters, the conversation series where I bring to you the people who have influenced, inspired, guided, shared, and supported me along the path that has led me to this very moment. You'll be meeting my friends, classmates, teachers, professors, professional acquaintances, members of the creative community, and beyond. I wouldn't be who I am today without knowing them, and I just wanted to share their journeys in art with you. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I've had in having them. To quote Ayn Rand and One Tree Hill's Lucas Scott, The world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. So on today's episode of Your Art Matters, we have Steve. Steve was a professor of mine at Rowan. Steve is like very involved in the Philadelphia design community, and so we've seen each other at different lectures and stuff like that, and he's just up to some good stuff, and if you'd like to introduce yourself. Sure, yeah. Thanks for coming by and the studio, and thanks for having me on, on your podcast. It's It's been fun. So, my name's Steve DeCasatis. I'm a, an art director, designer, and part-time instructor of design in Philadelphia. have my own studio in the Chestnut Hill neighborhood of the city. And yeah, up to all sorts of different stuff mm-hmm. when I can. Design lectures, portfolio reviews, exhibitions, and trying to do good work with clients here and there. And uh, so that's all kind of present day, but kind of dial it back. You know, design isn't something that, you know, as a kid, you're like, I'm going to be a designer one day. But was there a moment when you kind of knew that maybe art or design was something you'd pursue or go down that creative path? Good question. Um, You know, grew up sort of liking general art class and drawing and all that stuff. And some, you know, family's always been encouraging. My mom always wanted me to take, like, art classes at the Art League, and I kind of avoided it, but just Mm -hmm. sort of drew on my own and uh, for fun. But, yeah, a lot of of people in my family um, were sort of into that stuff. My dad went to art school. My grandfather was a printer for many, many years. And for those of you who don't know how printing used to work, (laughs) those people used to also actually design stuff. Mm -hmm. So wedding invites, advertising, like they were actually the designers as well Mm because graphic designers weren't always sort of a separate field until a certain point. So anyway, he had some of that blood in him. Uh, My grandmother taught art classes at the Art League in Hazleton. Was that that any, uh, you know, wanting you to go to the Art League? Was that because of... No, I think, I don't know. I think it... I think my mom was just trying to get me to... Try something. Try something, be involved. I, at the time, would rather play video games and skateboard and ride my bike with friends. But, um, yeah, so then high school, it got a little more serious. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of figured out, or thought I figured out, what graphic design was. So that's when I really got serious about it, was probably senior year of high school. Up until then, I had no idea what profession would come. Yeah, I think it's hard to think that far out sometimes. You're just kind of going with the motions and all of that. Was there a class or any you know particular point where you, approaching high school graduation, you have to go to, you know, get yourself ready for college and stuff like that? When was that moment that you decided to... <laughs> Sirens are happening outside the studio. Go for graph design. Mr. Martin was the cool art teacher 
in high school, mm -hmm. and uh, he was awesome. So he basically had a class where you can build a portfolio. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did that. I think a lot of the really good kids went from high school, built a portfolio, and started applying to colleges. Mm -hmm. I um, needed a little more help probably with my GPA and other things, so I went to community college for a year mm -hmm. that way, which is uh, Luzerne County Community College in Nanico, which is like by Wilkes-Barre, PA. Okay. So yeah, it's like kind of coal country, northeast Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. just south of where the office takes place, in case, <laughs> in case anyone doesn't know that area. Yeah. But um, anyway, um, so I went there for a year and kind of realized this could be a career, but I should probably move away and maybe not do a two-year school. Mm -hmm. Just navigating the, the art class. Yeah, ideas. like we, we literally still, I mean, this was late 90s, but it was also Northeast PA, which is a little behind mm -hmm. sometimes. We were literally doing stuff by hand. People sometimes don't think I'm old enough to be doing that, but we were doing like the uh, Ruby Lith stat camera stuff mm -hmm. and there was some computers but we did a lot of stuff by hand which was cool yeah and then uh my girlfriend at the time now my wife adrian mentioned uh tyler school of art i think they used to come to hazelton and promote pretty heavily yeah so she sort of recommended applying to uh temples art school so okay. luckily i got in that was the only school i applied to so okay yeah i was gonna yeah. i was gonna ask if you had you know if there were multiple schools but it's you know you just went straight to tyler temple that that was it. I uh, knew Philly was, you know, enough of a city where it would be interesting. Yeah. I knew they, I thought they had a good reputation, and luckily when I got there, it turned out they actually had a better reputation than I thought. Well, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a bit of a tough transition going from community college to, like, real deal art school, where you take 16 uh, 19 credits a semester. Mm -hmm. I survived those four years, I think. <laughs> so I guess going through school, what was your favorite part of the program there at Tyler? I'm sure you did a lot of different things, or maybe even if not favorite, just your experience there. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's kind of a busy place. There's a lot going on. I think my favorite part was the fact that it seemed, it's a very small school, and it seemed like everyone was sort of committed to being there. So that energy was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, a lot of competition, but I think that, see, it's one of those things that's it's scary at first, but then you realize those people push you to sort of get better. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of push and <laughs> shove in, you know, in your classes, but yeah, like, yeah. talking, you know, in the studio, you're all working together, you're working like individually on your own stuff, but you're, you know, pulling different things from everyone. It's intense. Um, a lot of sort of late nights in the computer lab yeah. and eventually, I actually worked in the computer lab so I could have 24-hour access. Same. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was like a, my, well, I had a few jobs. That was like probably my first job on campus. And then uh, a couple of years later, I finally was saved enough money to actually buy like an apple and buy a nice printer and buy a scanner yeah. so um, you gotta work with what you got until yeah you get there. the first two two and a half three years i was sort of relying on other people's equipment is mm -hmm. it's a little difficult yeah yeah <laughs> so Just, yeah and we had limited like i said there was very limited hours yeah at first which is why i worked in the lab mm -hmm. and then i you know, took advantage of the the access and the the yeah. printouts mm -hmm. and whatnot. When when there was other classmates in there, it was 
like I said, the energy was probably probably the most special thing about college. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Are you still in touch with anyone, you know, from there now or Yeah, it's um it's a pretty it was a it's pretty tight knit program. Mm-hmm. I actually just was lucky enough to be asked to come back to judge their top portfolios. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty awesome. Always sort of thought that would be uh, fun to do. Yeah. And uh, a lot of my classmates uh, are doing awesome stuff. They're now either running their own company or they're design directors or art directors at mm-hmm. some, some pretty awesome places. So yeah. it's a good yeah. network to have. Yeah. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be best friends with everyone, but you sort of have to be nice with your friends. classmates, your professors. My first job out of school was with a former professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the art community, there's so much you can pull, you know, from, and just everyone's kind of in it together, and um, for sure, wanting and to, like, help everyone as much as they can, as much as they're helping themselves. Yeah, and then with teaching, um, like I said, I teach part-time, I teach at a bunch of different schools off and on, so Tyler's one of them, Philly U's another, Rowan's another. Yeah, so and- like all these different generations of yeah. of designers. Like the first time I ever taught was 2005, so that's oh, wow. 12 years ago already. So those people are all doing awesome stuff, or um, maybe not, you might not know what everyone's doing, but yeah. social media makes it seem like you kind of know what's <laughs> going on. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, there's, so there's all these levels of not just the people I went to school with and not just our professors but now it's like former students mm-hmm. are, are doing amazing stuff so and they're out there and they're involved with things and it's all yeah all these levels and generational things like you said yeah it's pretty awesome while you were there at tyler were there any um other branches of art that you wish you could have gotten into more or if you could have dabbled in aside from graphic design this is sort of similar to most art schools where like the first year is like this foundation year mm-hmm. so you kind of take everything yeah you know you're taking um 2d you're taking drawing you're taking sculpture which is like a 3d class mm-hmm. you're taking art history yeah you're kind of dabbling in all these different fields and you know you're working with metal you're working with wood you're working with plastic you're working with paper you're on a computer mm-hmm. you know you're in the grass outside drawing <laughs> yeah. so you're in in the studio drawing 3d you know actual live models and you know so you kind of do a lot I was never overly distracted by other majors, and even when it came time to um, electives, I would actually sometimes repeat classes I already took. So like illustration, I would take again. Mm-hmm. Typography or advanced typography, I would take it again. Uh, computer class, I would take it again. Yeah. Like I would literally like double up on all the studio classes as my electives. Okay. Just to try to get better. Yeah. And maybe have a different perspective from another instructor. Yeah, well, that's that's cool. Yeah, it was Doubl- fun doubling up instead of like trying to do you know different things or. Yeah, I mean it's good and bad. I, you know, there's classes I guess I probably missed out on, but at the same time I was pretty focused. If you could go back and take one that wouldn't have affected like your your course load, like interested you or not? I took photo and I did take um, silk screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a fun. I love printmaking. The silk screen class they had there was almost more of a sculptural class like we'd silk screen on different materials and fabrics and try to build structures mm-hmm. so it wasn't just like let me throw this cool graphic on a t-shirt or yeah. what I, which is what people think of when they think of silk screening mm-hmm. but i mean there was one thing that was cool about tyler is they had like a they have like a glass major 
Oh, okay. And I never actually, I mean, I could have taken it, um, so I didn't necessarily miss out, but it is one cool thing about Tyler that sort of separates them from some other colleges. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to have the glass blowing, like... It's impressive to watch, yeah. Yeah, and just having the, all of the tools and the space for all of that. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome to, to watch, but no, I I don't feel like I, you know, if I could go back, I would do this. I I feel pretty content with it. So now, kind of moving out of school, you're kind of approaching graduation and entering the quote-unquote real world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What was the process like, you know, graduating, you know, you you actually said a professor is involved in your first job getting out, but what was that all like for you? Sundak Krebs was my first full-time boss, and she was my junior year design professor. Mm -hmm. She still teaches at Tyler, and um, she runs an awesome studio in Center City. Mm -hmm. The few months before getting an interview there was pretty tough. It was, uh, I graduated in 2002, Mm -hmm. so those of you who remember, it was like the year after Mm 9-11. So the job market was pretty bad yeah so it was it was tough Uh, I would just sort of send out a lot of resumes and a lot of follow-ups and basically you heard a lot of you know hey your work looks great but we're not hiring Mm -hmm. so I would usually come back with thanks I appreciate that and if there's any way I could just sort of take 10 minutes of your time and meet with you and show you my portfolio that would be great Mm -hmm. so some people you know were up for that and some people were like you know, yeah. well, that's, that's cool. We're really just in no position to, to hire, but yeah. we'll, we'll keep you posted if something comes up. So it was it was a few solid months of hitting the pavement pretty hard and yeah. sending out resumes after resumes. And I was sending out a lot of like samples of stuff too, mm-hmm. not just sort of the resume. But um, now it's all sort of online, I guess. But, yeah. but literally, we used to. I used to. You know, we we package up sort of samples of we put in like folded up posters and like logo sheets printed out Mm -hmm. and you know like hand do like cool little labels and Mm -hmm. work nice paper and you know ship those out you know at least a couple a day Mm -hmm. you you have to sort of keep track of that and then in a week you'd follow up you know and then and then sort of try to write down like if you actually talk to someone or should you follow up again Mm -hmm. it's a job yeah it's like a full-time job but yeah (laughs) It was a fun summer. <laughs> so to say. <laughs> it was yeah. hot. It was yeah. really, really, really hot yeah. in Philly. I think that was before I ever had any air conditioning. <laughs> so hot. Yeah. <laughs> about, to get the, about to get like that soon here. Yeah, but now I have air conditioning yeah. at, at least. But yeah, Philly summers are sometimes difficult. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I mean, I guess... The, the mailer thing is kind of a good practice, though, like, you know, getting your, you know, yourself and your stuff out. I prefer doing that over the sort of e-blast, because I so many emails every day. I think, yeah. like, probably 100 or 200 emails a day. So yeah. it's like, I'd much rather just mail out something fun. Yeah, And, yeah. Uh, you know, in the holidays, I'll send out something a little more tangible, like um, different... I don't know, mugs or shirts or mm-hmm. fun stuff like that to, like, clients as, like, yeah. a, a thank you gift or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I still like the, the print work when, when I can get it. Yeah, there's value in having, like, something in your hand, you know, like, the, the way it's printed or the way you've put it together. And I think that that can speak a lot to the person receiving it because there's, like, extra, like, care and consideration versus just, you know, loading up something, sending it electronically. 
True. I think so. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about print and digital? I prefer print work to some degree. I just feel like there's so many projects now that are digital or just on screen. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's, I don't know, there's there's really nothing better than getting like uh, s cool samples in the mail. Like if you designed a poster or an invitation mm -hmm. or even a business card to, yeah. to get those and like feel it and yeah. have it and put it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think I think those are more classic techniques as well. Mm -hmm. Where digital just personally I feel like it changes so fast and mm -hmm. you know what's the most current now won't be in a year or two, so Yeah. I, I guess that's my thought. At at the same time I feel like designers are designers, so like the medium really is, you know, somewhat based on what's your goal, who's your audience, who's your client, all mm -hmm. that all that good stuff. Uh, so I feel like we're <laughs> At, at the core of it, mm -hmm. like you and I, like any graphic designers, is like we're basically designers, and it really doesn't matter if it's a, a piece of packaging or a poster or a website or a sign or a building or it's a lot of the same. Yeah, it's you know thinking and research and concepts that all is a part of it. So yeah, it just it almost doesn't matter as much the end result. Yeah. But if I could decide the end result, I'd rather it be something that is in the world mm -hmm. than something that's just on a screen. Feel that. So moving forward, you at some point decided to branch out and have your own business brand work thing. Exactly. Um, bring me into that process and what that's been like. Sure. So yeah, it's um, sort of, like you said, it is a process. It's not necessarily something that happens overnight. Mm -hmm. I worked at a few different studios, some big, some small, some were more of like an agency model, some were more sort of full service design studio model. Somewhere in Philly, I worked in Vermont for a few years. And then we decided to sort of move back to Philadelphia. And then quickly after that, I decided to sort of try to transition to freelance. Mm -hmm. So I think I think what helped was sort of having that perspective of working at various companies. And you could kind of see what you think works, what you think doesn't work, what you like about, you know, the different environments, the different cultures, the different ways of working. So it probably took about eight or nine years of that before I sort of went on my own. Mm -hmm. I was teaching part-time before that as well, but that has kept into play. 2011 is when I technically started my self-titled studio. It's, it's cool to have your own space and control over some things. It is. Even that was a bit of a process. I had a home office. I actually still have a home office, so I have sort of two locations. Um, the home studio is more, or I should call that the office, I guess. That's <laughs> that's more where most things sort of just live. Yeah. Like all my design books and library and, um, you know, things like that. Project samples. A lot of that stuff lives at the home office. And then I've got the studio here um, in Chestnut Hill where it's more of a sort of workspace. You know, more. it's good to get out of the house, get some, some, some life. We're right on the Germantown Avenue. It's just a good place to people watch, good restaurants. Uh, there's some energy. You're kind of in the city, but also it's not super congested like some areas of downtown. So it is still pretty green, too. You can kind of take a walk, clear your head. So you kind of choose, do you want to be around people or not, or yeah. whatever. So it's just a good vibe. 
Yeah, I think it's good to have a space, you know, like a lot of designers can work remotely, can work from home, but yeah, getting out and, you know, getting into the world and having a separate space is good. And then if you have a shared space, you can kind of bounce things off other people or, you know, get some different perspective outside of, you know, your home environment. So For sure. I like it. it. I've been in this space, I guess, about maybe three years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been good. So along with your own work, you, you know, you, we've talked about you getting into teaching. What was that decision? What was that first job look like? Yeah, I think the first step's a, a, a good one. Uh, some people mention, like, oh, it would be cool to maybe teach someday. And it's usually my response is, sure, you should give it a shot. Like, yeah. really the first thing you should do is tell people where you want to teach that you're interested. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what I did. So I kept in touch with the Tyler professors. And um, Alice Druding at the time was running the um, design program. She um, just recently retired. But basically she you know, sort of ran that program. So I just sort of said, you know, can you please keep me in mind if, if, if a night class opens up? I was working at full-time studio at the time. I think it was the next semester she said, I have a class if you want it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that was, it was really cool. So mm-hmm. I've been sort of, besides the detour to Vermont back, I've been doing that teaching pretty much since. And you've been at a few different schools and yeah, we've talked about like teaching different, you know, kind of generations of, of students. Like what's kind of the value and what have you learned from that? Because I, I know that you can kind of learn a lot, you know, going into different environments and being around so many more people than just being at, you know, at your desk by yourself. It's pretty cool, yeah. So that, I'd say the main thing I've learned is that, you know, it doesn't always matter where you are, but there's there could be and there is good talent pretty much everywhere. So um, that's kind of interesting, you know, like it isn't always about the location or the name or who teaches there or, or what the tuition cost is mm-hmm. or whatever. Like none of that really comes into play. Mm-hmm. It's really just trying to find someone who, you know, obviously has some talent. They're sort of dedicated Obviously, they apply to college, they sh- and they're paying for it. They should mm-hmm. be. You would think everyone would have, <laughs> have that sort of dedication, but it's just finding that person who really wants to be there to learn. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're actually there. Like they're not missing class. They're not coming up with excuses on why their work's not done. Yeah, it's really they're just showing up and making it happen. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that at um, all four schools I've taught at. The other school I didn't mention was uh, earlier is because I only taught there one semester, but the uh, illustration program at UArts. I taught mm-hmm. a design course there once. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so far I've taught at four different schools in the Philadelphia area. And that's kind of, I think, what, what I could see is that there's good designers everywhere. And even living, when we lived in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> Vermont, for a few years, and there was talent there yeah. as well. And like anywhere, there's people that maybe aren't so great, but there's also someone who is great. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter where you live, they're out there. Like yeah. Even if you might not have heard of a certain school or studio or person, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's talented people everywhere. Yeah. Like, they might not be putting themselves out there, perhaps. Like yeah. Maybe they're not on social media or... Maybe they're not entering work in all the annuals, mm-hmm. but like those people are out there mm-hmm. killing it. So yeah. you, like the more you have experience in the field, working, teaching, networking, hanging out, whatever, you, you realize that pretty quickly. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, someone I talked to before, uh, my friend Steph, she kind of described 
uh, you know, art being this, like, universal language, and I feel like that is just applicable through all mediums, you know, it's, it's art, it's music, it's, yeah, like, For sure. how yeah. you said, it's not, yeah, it's not so much the place, it's just, you know, the people, and how they, how they're bringing themselves. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, teaching's been fun that way, it's, you kind of learn, you're, you're there kind of teaching, for me, it's, it's partly you're sort of just guiding. Mm-hmm students i try not to like overly art direct too much mm -hmm. like the students really need to sort of make that happen yeah um so you're kind of guiding them but you're also sort of you're learning a lot mm -hmm. as well just yeah. so you're not just showing up and teaching but yeah being around that many people and students and fellow colleagues i mean you learn a lot as well. You know, mm -hmm. you're like constantly a student. Yeah, it's like you're you know, like academic, yeah, you're you're in an academic realm. You're yeah, not, you're you don't just graduate. I think you know people think that oh, I got my degree now I'm done. It's like you're constantly, or at least I think creatives are constantly learning and and drawing inspiration from all different places. For sure, and there's it's so easy to sort of have access to almost anything mm -hmm. now. You know, I mean, there is traditional like college or a classroom but between co-working spaces and workshops happening all over um, different lectures happening online sources like Skillshare for example mm -hmm. I mean or just googling how do I do this yeah YouTube. Uh, you know YouTube or whatever <laughs> yeah like you could not that self-taught is always the way to go but like you could kind of learn anything mm -hmm. outside of the classroom yeah so um, it's it's kind of neat yeah constantly learning like you know yeah yeah <laughs> whatever you want to figure out like it's out there yeah you just need to either you need to want to know it and you know obviously you have some time or sometimes money to sort of access that but there's mm. a lot of free resources i think too it's mm -hmm. yeah anyone could be doing this stuff yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah um and to kind of tie down a, a location despite that philadelphia is a huge impact and influence i feel in in what you're doing and where you are and like literally and like through places you've worked and um the organizations you're involved in and even like your philopena branding what's philadelphia been for you philly's been cool for sure i think i uh, yeah i would agree i think it's it's a, a pretty good hub for talent inspiration motivation mm -hmm. all that good stuff uh if anyone's like in, you know, for the younger people out there, it's a, I mean, how many colleges are in this area? Like, so many. Uh, too many to, to name. But, yeah. um, so there's tons of that. I mean, it's, you know, it's where basically the whole country started. Yeah. Like, there's, like, so much history here. Um, but then the flip side, there's so much, like, current things happening. Mm -hmm. um, startups, technology, this and that. Uh, development so it's it's a great hub and we, you know there's so many organizations maybe sometimes too, too many, many. <laughs> things, too many things going on here to some degree but um i mean there's so much happening i mean like podcasts uh, obviously anyone listening here knows that's a, an avenue there's a couple podcasts happening in the area um yours one of them obviously uh let's see we've got organizations like AIGA Philadelphia, mm -hmm. some part of their mentorship program. Mm -hmm. So someone like myself would get paired up with a younger designer mm -hmm. and sort of help guide them through anything mm -hmm. they need. might need help with. So it yeah. could, be, could be job hunting, mm -hmm. could be networking, could be promotional stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Um, then there's things like Creative Mornings happening, mm-hmm. which is like a free monthly live lecture, basically, mm-hmm. on different topics in the city. Uh, we've got Design Philadelphia every October, which is like a week-long span of events, lectures, workshops, studio tours, mm-hmm. you name it. Yeah. Uh, there's just like... There's so much... Too much to name, but those are some that are worth mentioning for sure. Yeah. yeah. That, are, that are happening. And then, you know, obviously living and working here it's great to just be part of what's happening so like yeah, yeah. like we had uh sagmeister was here last week yeah i missed that showing um the happy film so yeah. it's just like non-stop inspiration yeah. yeah like there's yeah like i said it's almost too much happening mm-hmm. but um <laughs> it's, it's, too it's much great a good thing to have it's good yeah so you could be a little you know picky or a little choosy about what's happening but um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. We've got our own design awards show mm-hmm. every couple of years that AIGA does, and it's a great community for sure. Happy to be part of it. Yeah. All right, so, you know, 2017, uh, we're kind of all about the social media. That's kind of, I think, art and design and everything. It's There's been a platform for it now more than ever, and technology's kind of come in, you know, things are changing all the time. How do you feel about social media and how do you use it for like your work and your, you know, personal interaction and just the platforms in general? Yeah, social media is pretty awesome. I think maybe that's why I don't necessarily do a lot of like the email marketing as far as like e-blasts and Mm -hmm. stuff because I feel like I'm, I try to be, put that effort into being more active on social media. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I, I've recently been getting into Instagram more mm-hmm. and more. Uh, Twitter's still one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. And it's still going strong. Um, Facebook's not necessarily great, but, like, I feel like it's important to still have a presence on there. Yeah. And then uh, there's things like, you know, LinkedIn is one of those, like, necessary evils in a sense as far <laughs> as, like, business... This is what I'm doing. Business networking. Yeah. Here's my, like, online resume if you really want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's fine. Um, and then there's things like, I guess, like, Dribble and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. fun to sort of post uh, some work. Yeah. Work snippets. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I'd say Instagram and Twitter are my, my two favorites. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm probably on all those platforms almost daily. So yeah, yeah. What do you think is like most fun about just being on there and connected? Yeah, maybe it's the immediacy of knowing what's out there, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think it also is a great way to sort of keep in touch with people. Like mm-hmm. you don't necessarily go on there to keep in touch with people, yeah. but but you sort of get a sense of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's a great way to, um, to uh, either get news out about events or to find out about events. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I feel like that's how you really find out about, say, an upcoming talk or a workshop or mm-hmm. somebody's interview or a new podcast coming out or what have you. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I try, you know... I just, you know, try not to like stare at my phone all day. Yeah, well, but but I do I do like it. How do you feel about you know people sharing their design work on these platforms? I mean, I think you know a few years ago it was more you know showing 
snippets that would take you to like websites and stuff. But now the platforms are kind of becoming portfolios um, in a sense. Like, how do you feel about that? Or and what's your experience like using it like that? I think I'm kind of fine with it. I guess for myself, I feel like I'm. I basically am my company mm -hmm. in a sense. So like it's you kind of the same. Yeah. Exactly. So like I think. I think inject it for me. It's probably mostly work um, or work related things, like mm -hmm. something designy or typographic related or something visual. Um, but at the same time, there is I think there is some personality in there. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like um, if you're meeting a client or if you're a designer right out of school going on interviews, mm -hmm. it's really half and half. It's really half work, half personality. Yeah. So I think it's totally cool. Mm -hmm. um, I just, if you're sort of younger or right out of school, I just sort of avoid showing or saying anything. Um, you know, that's a little unprofessional. Not, yeah, that's not gonna, you know, maybe suit you well post interview or yeah, in your job hunting because people, you know, employers will pretty sure most of them will look at that or mm -hmm. do a search or. You know, see what you're like if you put a weird, you know, party <laughs> photos or something yeah. dumb like and you're looking for a job. Yeah. That might not be your best bet. <laughs> yeah, maybe keep the, the personal and the, you know, work. Maybe keep it, yeah, separate. maybe keep it separate for a while and then, uh, unless you work for yourself, then it's, I think, fair game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what has technology kind of been like then, you know, kind of through time? Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, things have been changing all, all over the place. For sure. Well, I mean, way back when I remember playing Atari on a giant box TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's really probably the first technological thing I remember. Mm -hmm. You know, and now it's like from school, you like learn how to design a website on, uh, we used like Go Live, and then it was Dreamweaver, and then it was Flash, and then it was back to Go Live, because iPhones came out, and Flash mm -hmm. was dead, Yeah. and now, you know, it's like you learn how to program a site, and then two years later, you're like relearning it again, <laughs> Adapting. and two years later, you learn it again, because you have to teach it, and then finally, you're like, you know what, I'd rather just partner or collaborate to get back to what we talked about earlier mm -hmm. with someone who does this every day yeah. you know like if I'm designing a book or a business card I'm going to hire a printer mm -hmm. to produce that mm -hmm. so now when I'm designing a site like I'm going to partner up with someone to program it the way that they should be done yeah so yeah, yeah I've kind of sort of stopped keeping up with the, the, all the web stuff yeah you know it's more just like the the visual you know social trends for sure things. for sure that's yeah it's good to keep up with all that stuff for sure but yeah the, i don't the i don't production need, aspect yeah digitally at least i don't yeah i don't need to personally program every site i design no yeah. you know i'm not printing business cards for clients i'm not doing that stuff yeah. so there's the brains <laughs> behind all of it <laughs> you know it's part of it's like knowing what what you're good at, what you want to do, what you could do, mm -hmm. timing, budget. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of factors, you mm -hmm. know. I know sometimes, you know, as designers, we can kind of get maybe sometimes hit creative um, blocks or, you know, slumps or different things. What are maybe some methods of 
pulling yourself out of any um, block or something you might have? Like, where do you find, you know, inspiration um, when you need it? It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like lately I've been pretty busy where it might sound like maybe not the most sophisticated answer, but I feel like if you're busy, there's like no, not really time to have like a block, mm -hmm. I guess. You just, you know, keep on going. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm sure it happens at times, but um, I mean, now I'm like 15 years out of school, so I've been working. I've been doing this for 15 plus years, so I feel like you know, I, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, actually, with uh, Bill Gardner, mm -hmm. who uh, runs uh, Gardner Design and Logo Lounge out in Wichita. Mm -hmm. The guy's, like, super awesome. One of my uh, favorites. Uh, Bill was saying, like, for someone right out of school, it's like, you might, if you find yourself in a tough situation, like, they might have four or five, six tricks to pull from. Mm -hmm. But as you get older and more experienced, you now maybe have dozens of tricks or maybe even hundreds of ways to get out of say uh, a tricky meeting or a, a roadblock with mm -hmm. a concept yeah so to kind of just spin off what he was saying um what i listened to yesterday is i think luckily with experience you develop more ways to maybe solve say a design problem mm -hmm. or or you have more solutions to offer mm -hmm. um you know so I'm sure there's been times when I've had that sort of roadblock, but yeah. um, I guess another another sort of thing is like there those things probably do happen, but you know when you have a lot of projects happening at the same time, you can sort of bounce around, mm -hmm. and um, when you're not overly thinking about a project, mm -hmm. like maybe that night at dinner or in the shower or getting coffee the next morning, you might think of like oh, I could do this for that. Mm -hmm. But if you're, like, really focused on just one project all day or something, I think that's a tricky place to be. Yeah, I think that's maybe that's but, where the block yeah. could come if you're... Yeah, so, so if, if you have 3, 5, 10, 15 projects a week, mm -hmm. you don't really... No, nothing's really stopping you because yeah. you're really, like, cranking away on, mm -hmm. like, you know, I want to have this done by Wednesday. I want to work on these five things today. Yeah. I want to email these 10 people tomorrow or whatever. You know, you've got these goals and you just sort of crank through them. Yeah. It's my roundabout answer of, <laughs> of the creative block. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To quote another designer, um, another one of my favorites, Aaron Draplin, he's basically like, someone asked him about this once and he's like, when I get there, and it doesn't happen. Like when you get a, you get another bill in the mail. Like <laughs> when you're working for yourself, like. That's you just have to, yeah, you've got that. Like, mm -hmm. if you don't have that drive to just crank away on mm -hmm. a lot of stuff all the time, yeah, you probably aren't working for yourself or mm -hmm. shouldn't be working for yourself yeah, or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I don't know, I, I thought, thought that was funny. It's like, how do, you, how do you come up with ideas or get unstuck from a creative block? It's yeah. like, when another bill shows up. <laughs> <laughs> certainly one one answer to it for sure yeah yeah i think that totally makes sense kind of on the the flip side of that um is there anything that you might you know like doing on your downtime um when you have to kind of step away from the work and kind of just get you know settled into what else whatever else you're doing i mean i i really do love design and sometimes personal life and work life sometimes it's a met, blurry line sometimes it gets a little blurry um because some you know elements of design that's who you are are also like maybe i also like to do that as a hobby yeah. maybe i want to draw some type or 
go to a museum or mm-hmm. read a design book. Yeah. But um, there's some there's some other stuff, you know, little things like uh, hanging out with my wife and dog, uh, skateboarding a little mm-hmm. bit, some snowboarding. Uh, I like to go to, you know, go out to eat, restaurants, uh, movies. I like a smaller sort of independent we're, we're members of this uh, Ambler movie theater in, mm-hmm. in just north of here in Ambler, PA. And they, they show some, some good stuff. But mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what I do uh, outside of the office. Another good part about design and all of that is that, you know, you can kind of, you know, we've talked about working with other people and stuff like that, collaborating on different things, um, ideas and people into different spaces. How do you feel about collaboration and the value of it and... Are there any that you've had, whether, you know, direct work or just, you know, at an event or anything that have kind of made an impact or that you've just liked? Collaboration's a a good thing for sure, especially for someone like myself. Um, I'm like 95% like a one-person studio. Mm -hmm. Uh, That said, you know, there's, I've had a couple, you know, interns in the past that that are fun to collaborate with. I've uh, occasionally worked with printers programmers illustrators mm-hmm. um animators things like that so that's a good thing so uh, I'll, I'll mention a couple um actually my good pal uh, who's a classmate college roommate of mine mario zuka he's uh, an illustrator mm-hmm. uh in philly not too far from here he's in the next neighborhood over in in mount airy but we actually gave a, a talk last fall so in october we did a, a lecture at a design conference called tandem and the uh, the theme was collaboration actually so yeah it's actually sort of one of my brand pillars is like collaborate when possible mm-hmm. so timing budget that's sort of the when possible if it or if it's something i can't do physically or timing wise yeah that's also the when possible but i got invited to do a talk at tandem at philadelphia university and so i was like let me think about this for a while i was like okay why don't i just sort of ask mario's an illustrator so we have like two separate skill sets but we've collaborated on many projects over the years Mm -hmm. since like right out of school says like 15 years worth of stuff so annual report covers icon systems let's see logos bunch of logos some Mm -hmm. packaging like we've collaborated on a lot of things so basically i asked him if he wanted to do a joint presentation Mm -hmm. so we literally um designed it so we sort of ping-ponged back and forth and and talked about collaborations that we've worked on together but we also talked about ways we've collaborated with clients other people so so yeah it's it's something that when time allows i or like i said a different skill set i try to make that happen when i can't it's it's a good thing you know it can heighten and really grow a project you know when you if you know you aren't capable of doing something or you know that like this other person and their skill set can really bring that project to like kind of completion which is exactly cool and i think recognizing that versus trying to do something that you're not that's not your your realm of things to do for sure yeah i think what you would call just an everyday or normal client i Mm -hmm. mean basically i would look at them as collaborators Mm -hmm. so you know you're kind of ideally on the same team it's not sort of like them versus you or me versus them or whatever you know, they have something they want to achieve. Yeah. And you're helping them or, you know, to some degree achieve that. So, you know, you, you're literally collaborating. Sometimes you might 
I might sit here working by myself mm-hmm. all day or what have you, but like that everything's basically a collaboration. And uh, even the way you you know your the way you work is might be influenced by different thoughts or art movements or different ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're always collaborating. I think to some degree without overthinking it. You know, even different materials. So mm-hmm. paper, pen, laptop, Adobe, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's all like a one giant collaboration. collaboration yeah. Right. So I think it gets tricky because you feel like it's all you, mm-hmm. but it never really is. No. <laughs> yeah, you're not just you know hiding in a corner somewhere. It's like you've got all of this stuff at your fingertips, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What would be some advice that you could offer someone, you know, entering a creative path or the design community or going to school or anything like that? If there's anything that you've kind of learned over the years that you would offer as advice? It's a good question. I think um, I think there's a lot of little things that add up, and um, everyone's path is kind of different. So it's maybe hard to give sort of general advice, but I'll try by saying um, work hard have a good attitude and do work that you like to do you know because mm-hmm. later it might be skewed more based on your job or your client or your school projects or mm-hmm. whatever i think if you're speaking if we're speaking to sort of younger designers or artists i would say so just try everything dabble in anything until you figure out your true sort of path you know and then when you find that go at it 100 percent. all right so kind of wrapping things up are there any questions that you might have for me? Well, I guess, what do you think, past school? How did it go for you from Rowan graduation to job hunting to professional life? For me, it kind of all happened really fast. I applied, I only applied to one place. I applied um, to where I'm currently working, you know, over my spring break. And that week I got an interview. And then I had to do, a couple weeks later, I had to do a follow-up project. And then, you know, was brought in and got the job and literally started five days after I graduated. (laughs) So I almost started three days. You know, they wanted me to come in the Monday after graduation, but I asked for a few more days. Sure. So... Always ask for more, as James, James Victoria would say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I probably could have asked for a week or something, but um, I was a uh, hungry post-grad, so... Nice. Um, no, that's cool, because yeah. uh, what, what year was that again? 2013. Okay, so the economy was kind of getting... It was, like, really bad, like 2009, 10, probably 11, and then yeah, it kind of got a little better. Yeah, so I just celebrated my four-year anniversary there this week. Nice. So, which is... Good stuff. Um, you know, time flies, so... Yeah. Yeah. Even four years is fast, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> but it, it's been good, and being in the Philadelphia area, having, you know, the resources alongside, going to lectures and, and all of that, and kind of growing with what I'm doing, and, you know, learning and picking up where I can, and, mm-hmm. na- and now, like, you know, talking to everyone else about their their journey. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Of, of you to start a podcast <laughs> yeah. and I've definitely seen you at a lot of events which is cool like mm-hmm. uh, Draplin Talk and 99U yeah and, yeah uh, I'm sure there's AIGA stuff other stuff yeah so I think that's great it's good to be involved and get out there yeah and meet people yeah see I mean, stuff yeah <laughs> all the good stuff awesome yeah. thank you so much for having me and coming on the podcast Anytime. Thanks for the interview. This is fun. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Bye.